Hey, what a crazy time, huh? Hope you're hanging in there and keeping it together because I know firsthand uh, how challenging that can be, especially as uh, we enter this this next phase of COVID, the coronavirus and uh, everything that it brings, uh, including the division. I'm so over the division. Because I do believe in order for us to get through this, we've got to do so uh, together. And if there's a a divide, it's impossible to move forward. Today we're talking to uh, David Bronner, the the grandson of Dr. Bronner, of Dr. Bronner's soap. And Dr. Bronner's is pushing for the more widespread therapeutic use of psilocybin, or psilocybin if you prefer, the psychedelic compound in mushrooms. Now, I haven't I haven't done mushrooms. Truth be told, I, I'd admit it to you, uh, since college, since my, uh, I think, freshman year over at San Diego State, I remember shrooming with, uh, shrooming with my buddy Craig Harris. I just sold Craig out. Hope he's not running for anything like that would matter this day and age. But, um, we were in a condo off of Alvarado Road, got him off some dude, started tripping, and I I was dumb enough to get behind the wheel of my 67 Volkswagen Bug and drive us back to our apartment, which was on Colwood, a good mile plus away, mile and a half, while I was just tripping on shrooms. And it's an experience that I will never forget that I'm not proud of, but uh, it certainly was a, a wild ride. No one got hurt. And, and the only thing I really remember from the entire night, other than trying to operate my vehicle, I got us home. But once we were home, my friend Craig was uh, looking at a fly or a spider or something on the wall for like two and a half hours. <laughs> but uh, th- this is a microdosing situation. And there's a campaign to legalize this uh, this psilocybin or psilocybin therapy in Oregon, and, and then it would branch out from there. And uh, I'm interested in the subject because a lot of people are claiming that it's helping with, with stuff like PTSD, depression, anxiety. And um, I'm always open to learning about new therapies, I I get the most benefits out of the ocean, truth be told. I've taken pharmaceuticals in the past. I haven't had the best, to be honest with you, experience with them. I know they work wonders for some, not so much for me. So I'm always trying to expand my mind or ways that I can improve my mental health. And the fact that uh, David Bronner and his company are behind this uh, experimental therapy or this new therapy, I'm like, let's talk to David, see what's what, and we'll be doing that in a few. First, let's thank our sponsors. And uh, it's funny that we should bring up March and Ash, a cannabis dispensary here, because I know David is also involved in a lot of, uh, and has been over the years, involved in a lot of cannabis initiatives. But marchandash.com, San Diego's premier cannabis dispensary. They've got locations here in, in Mission Valley, up in Vista, out in Imperial, coming soon to City Heights, but always online for you, and in the App Store. 
Just search for March and Ash. It's crazy. They've got curbside pickup, delivery the whole trip. Also want to thank, speaking of trips, if you're heading south of the border, Baja-bound Mexican auto insurance. Now, I know with all the impending and current lockdowns, uh, there's a lot of questions when it comes to traveling to Baja, but you can get all your answers on the website, BajaBound.com. And for those who own property or businesses down south, and if you do need insurance, no question, BajaBound.com, one-stop shop, best place to go. And then I also want to thank New Greens, NewGreens.com. That's where I get my, my greens. I used to eat salads way more. So instead, I just do a little shot, take a shot of New Greens, throw it in a cup of water, shake, 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 pound, and I got my greens for the day. And you can get yours for the day by visiting NewGreens.com. They also have this awesome berry antioxidant blend. So you get your antioxidants and your greens all in one slurp. All right, let's talk to David Bronner of Dr. Bronner's Magical Soaps. Right on. Well, thank you for having me. Let's start here for those who don't know about the the Bronner's trajectory and uh, especially your grandfather's time in here in San Diego. And then I will take it to you and your efforts today. But can you give us a little history lesson on Dr. Bronner's? Yeah. So my granddad, Dr. Bronner, was uh, himself a third generation master soapmaker, German Jewish master soapmaker, uh, born in Heilbronn in uh, 1909. Um, his great or no, his grandfather first started manufacturing soap in 1858 in another small German town of Laupine. Um, so he came of age. His uh, by the time he came of age, his dad and two uncles had built the family enterprise into pretty much the largest soap business in Germany. Um, they had a big factory in Heilbronn, supplied liquid soaps to the public washrooms, to the Zeppelins. Um, the granddad was pretty intense. He was a Zionist and clashing with his dad and uncles all the time. And he came over to the States in 29 at the age of 21. Um, not, not so much because of Hitler and Nazism, which wasn't apparent yet, the dimensions, what that was going to be, but more just wanting to forge his own path. Sure. And uh, became a consultant of the U.S. soap industry. Um, with the rise of Hitler, he became increasingly desperate to get his family out. His two sisters got out in time, but his parents, like a lot of bourgeois Jews, stayed till it was too late. They thought they were gonna write out the man madness. Uh, they were deported and killed, uh, factories Aryanized. Um, and in the same time frame, um, my granddad had met my grandmother, my dad's mom, who died when he was four, like in the early 40s. Um, so immense tragedy that my granddad was going through. And his response was that you know, he's having also like these mystical insights as well. And his response was that in the next Holocaust in the nuclear armed world, if we don't realize our transcendent unity across religious and ethnic divides, we're going to all perish. We're going to kill ourselves. If we don't realize that we're all brothers and sisters under, under one transcendent source. Amen. Yeah, man. And that's uh, so he, he felt urgently called uh, to proselytize, to promote, promote this vision. Um, and he went around the country lecturing and he was selling his family soap on the side. And word got out that this is pretty gosh darn dang good soap. And uh, and he started downloading, and people were coming to get the soap and, and, and not sticking around to hear what he had to say. So he started to put his message on the soap. So now our famous soap labels, which has my granddad's, basically the one true religion of love, he just tries to show 
how Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Lao Tzu, everyone's on the same vibration. Um, and when, when religions aren't making idols out of beliefs and demonizing each other, they're pointing in that same transcendent source. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, fast forward to today. Um, my granddad died in the late 90s. My dad, he was an amazing man. My mom, my mom's CFO now. My dad died in the late 90s as well. But uh, my mom, dad, and Uncle Ralph ran the company through the 90s, as well as another company. Um, just amazing people themselves. My, my mom's still CFO. And now me and my brother, I'm Cosmic Engagement Officer, CEO. My brother's president. I love that cosmic engagement officer. That's the best. Yeah. And, and to honor my granddad's vision, we cap all our salaries at five times our lowest paid warehouse position. We give all our profits. We don't need to the causes and in, in, in charities we believe in. And that's now, you know, we gave away 8 million uh, last year. It's more like 15 this year because COVID our soap sales are through the roof. Um, and just helping drive some important campaigns and causes, uh, forward in society um and uh i mean i don't know what you, you may have some questions about that so yeah for sure that definitely takes us to present day but a little bit more on on the history and, and i'm sorry if i missed it but i don't think i did how did your how did your grandfather first end up in san diego like of everywhere he could move to locate relocate sandy escondido right north county yeah he um so he, he began in chicago area uh, kind of landed down there in Milwaukee, um, was a consultant in the U.S. soap industry. He was actually interned against his will in a mental health asylum, kind of in the McCarthy Red Scare era. You know, here's this like thick German speaking dude talking about world peace, got on the radar of the authorities. Wow. So he escaped from there, came west, and, uh, and set up shop in L.A. So I actually grew up in L.A. where my dad oversaw the, the bulk soap production. And when my granddad moved down to Escondido, North County, San Diego in the early 60s, my dad stayed up to, uh, he became head of operations of this separate company. And I grew up uh, working with him. Um, him. Him and my granddad had a, not, had, a, had a difficult relationship themselves, although it improved over time. Um, but yeah, so my granddad, you know, just ended up here in San Diego, just, um, back when it was a lot more rural than it is now. Heck yeah. You know? What was your relationship like with your grandfather, like your memories of him? Yeah, well, um, you know, he was, I think, you know, we didn't see each other a lot just because him and my dad did have a not the awesomest relationship. Um, and my granddad, for, um, for him, it was so important that his grandkids like really grokked the moral ABC, the, the the full truth that will unite the spaceship Earth lightning. Like, so he was bringing it from the mountaintop, like all wow. the time. You know, pretty intense. Uh, he really, you know, really wanted to make sure that we really understood his passion and vision. And honestly, it kind of sailed over my head uh, most of my childhood. I had no idea what he was talking about. And it wasn't really till my first important psychedelic experiences. Um, uh, first in college with a mushroom chocolate and um, I remember just like looking down at my arm and saying like you know I was a biology major and I was like you know what does it mean at a quantum physical quantum level at the most energetic basic level reality that there's no difference between me and the world it's just like one continuum of energy yeah. and like when I, when I eat and I poop I'm like I, I'm the, it's like the world the energy of the world is pouring through me the water the, everything 
And I'm not, you know, I'm just like a river of alive with the world. The world's not dead out there. It's like, we're all part of one big living deal. And that was my first big kind of unity experience, like with self of like, whoa, like, like we are one. And um, in that my first, like, how to say, good idea of what my granddad was talking about. And then there were further experiences that really, really opened me up to the heart, to the life, the love and light at the heart of existence. And in the midst of all the suffering and absurdity and uh and and really really understood what my granddad was talking about and basically yeah. dedicated my life to, to his vision so psychedelics helped you understand your grandfather more yeah no absolutely yeah. he didn't need them i mean he was already tapped in uh, yeah. pretty deep but uh, for the rest of us you know they can be really helpful allies if, if he's right to help i us. agree with that and that's initially what made me want to reach out because i was very familiar with your heel soul campaign and i just thought it was such an amazing thing that you were doing and can you uh tell us about the heel soul campaign and uh your donation to uh was it the state of oregon is that correct yeah uh yeah so heel soul campaign uh follow our heel earth campaign so heel earth earlier this year was about uh, regenerative organic agriculture and how we need to shift our, our agricultural model to one that replicates nature and farming in nature's image. When you see a wild forest, there's no synthetic external pesticides and fertilizers. It's entirely self-regenerating. Um, we need to do the same thing with our farming that covers one third of the earth's surface. And right now it's a disaster. And so we were really talking about that. And then that pivoted into Heal Soul. And Heal Soul was really about psychedelic healing, psychedelic medicine, psychedelic therapy. Um, communicating like a special label on our soap. So usually it's about my granddad. It's my granddad. It's a memorial to him. Right. But every once in a while, we'll, we'll change the label. So this, for the Heal Soul campaign, uh, our, our court labels changed to talk all about psychedelic assisted therapy, about the different medicines, psilocybin, it's the active ingredient in, in, in mushrooms, um, showing incredible promise in these clinical trials with John Hopkins and UCLA and NYU for treatment-resistant depression, for end-of-life anxiety, for, for addiction. Um, just people are experiencing incredible healing to the, to the extent that the FDA has granted breakthrough designation. Uh, MDMA-assisted therapy for PTSD is also incredible, also has an FDA breakthrough designation. Um, and so we're talking all about that. But now the problem with the FDA approval model, and, and it's fine and it's great and totally support it, is that the only way you'll be able to access the, the therapy when, once it's approved is if you have a qualifying diagnosis of PTSD or clinical depression. And the reality is we're all struggling with the dilemmas of life. We're all on the spectrum of everything and we can all benefit from these medicines. So what Oregon was doing was putting forward a model. So it's a, they have a ballot measure process and the chief petitioners were Thomas Schrieckert, their therapist pair, work with uh, domestic violence, both uh, perpetrators and, and, and victims and to heal up the, the deep trauma. And they've experienced firsthand how powerful psilocybin is and uh, in, in therapy and wanted to bring, make psilocybin available in the same way that therapy, like psychotherapy is available. Anyone can access it if you're an adult and if you're not contraindicated, if you're not schizophrenic, I mean, there's certain conditions you don't wanna be taking psilocybin but so long as you, you can safely access psilocybin therapy, then you should. And, and it's basically a model that opens it up to everybody. And um, so that we feel like it's really critically important and we really like that therapeutic container. It's um, 
you know, these are powerful medicines, especially at high dose. And that's where the real deep healing happens. But you need to really pay attention to set and setting. And the therapeutic container is all about really carefully uh, your set, your internal state, setting your intention, your deep healing, like, you know, what is it you're working on? And then the settings, your environment, and just like making sure it's super peaceful and no distractions. And uh, so you can really release and do really deep work um, and then integrate after. And we're not opposed at all to, you know, people should absolutely be able to take medicine at home or in a forest or at a Grateful Dead, Dead concert. I mean, there's <laughs> all totally righteous ways, but to really optimize the therapeutic outcomes and make a model that's accessible to my mom. Uh, you know, my mom's, you can't, I mean, I believe in decriminalization and just making it available on, you know, for people to grow and give to each other, but my, I can't give a bag of mushrooms to my mom, you know, exactly. my mom, they're decriminalized, you know, I mean, that's important to do, but the therapeutic model is really the way to create safe, well-structured access for a broad part of the population that they're just not going to be comfortable accessing this medicine and therapy any, any other way. Part of my ignorance when I ask this question, but is there, as it relates to this subject, any legal access to this therapy? No, correct? Yeah, that's right. So the only quote-unquote legal right now are FDA-approved clinical trials. Yeah. You have to you know, have one of these qualifying conditions to get in, and there's not that many slots. So Oregon, that's what they're doing. They're busting it open. Yeah. So, and it's not, it's going to take two years to develop the program. It's not like right now, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's the first big crack to make this medicine accessible. Makes perfect we, sense. We also have, yeah, and we are also supporting decriminalization, both in Oregon and then also in DC. So, I mean, it's, it is now decriminalized. So you don't have to worry about police arrest uh, if, if you do have mushrooms and are, trying, and are doing some self-healing. And we totally support that. We 100% sure. support people at home. But I think it's even more crucial to make the therapeutic model to, to do both. They're both important. So we're supporting both. I, I've heard of friends of friends who have experimented with it, you know, in that gray zone or whatnot that have had profound results and they've experienced uh, benefits from it. I'll just say that those friends of yeah. friends type of things. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. I got a lot of those friends. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm, I'm really interested in the, in the company dynamics. Can you tell us a little bit what day-to-day -day operations are like at Dr. Bronner's? First and foremost, we're a soap manufacturing operation. So, you know, just a lot of busy manufacturing, producing uh, soaps and, you know, all of our materials are fair trade and organic, uh, coconut olive palm, hemp oils, uh, peppermint, all kinds of essential oils. Is it all here in San and, Diego? Uh, in Vista, headquarters in Vista. And uh, yeah, so we're um, pretty much, uh, you know, just kind of an awesome manufacturing company, but we have some really fun things we like to do. Uh, my dad developed firefighting foam for structure and forest fires. And we take the technology he developed and put my granddad's soap through it and blast like uh, Dr. Bronner's foam on the world. We have a whole team that goes around in a awesome fire truck, a Tibetan fire fire truck, blast foam on people. That's amazing. It's pretty fun. And, and we have ambitions. It's not quite, I mean, you, you know, if you came up, it, it, it's fun, but we have ambitions. We're getting a new facility down the street um, to do like a Willy Wonka style kind of factory tour program, but it's probably like a year or two away. 
Sure. Yeah. And being uh, the cosmic energy officer, I hope I got that title right. What uh, what are your what are your day to day tasks, and how are you always looking to press forward with the company and carry um, your grandfather's vision, if you will? Yeah. No. Right on. Well, um, and and it's cosmic engagement officer, but I actually like cosmic energy officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's half. I would say, kind of on the business side of things, and just you know, at a high level, just making sure trains are running on time, and you know, this, that, and other problems getting solved. And then half the time is on the activist side. And a big part of my time is right now on, on psychedelic, uh, you know, drug policy reform and um, working with allies and different campaigns and different organizations to, uh, you know, advance the cause. Um, I mean, I do feel it's most on point of my granddad, you know, that, that his grand vision of uni unifying spaceship earth in a sustainable, harmonious way. Um, I think psychedelic medicine and therapy is the most uh, on point of all the different things we do to or most it most resonates with my, my granddad's passion. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. And I'm certainly on board and, uh, happy to fly that, uh, Dr. Bronner's flag. I'll tell you, especially as it relates to today's culture and you look at the political culture and knowing that you keep these, the, these policies in place that your grandfather instituted back in the day, as far as pay uh, it's just, that's just amazing. It needs to be commended and celebrated in 2020. There's no question. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, man. And uh, I guess our, we just did get voted best um, mid-sized company to work at. Um, I guess there was an employee survey that Union Tribune does. And, and so that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. Keep on keeping on, as they say, and thank you for your time. And I've got huge bottles in our showers, and it's always a pleasure scrubbing down with the Dr. Bronners, my friend. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, All the best. Yeah, you too. That was a cool chat. I would love to spend some more time down the line with David Bronner, tour the facility. That would be insane. But um, I think we're a, a ways off from that. In the meantime, uh, I plan on scrubbing down and continuing to do so with my Dr. Bronner soap, keeping me clean, safe during COVID. And uh, thank you to David for coming on. And thank you to my friend Leighton for, uh, for booking the interview. Leighton Worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> and uh, thank you to all our sponsors including Mariposa Ice Cream, the best homemade ice cream on the planet. And be sure to subscribe to The Cantori Show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Until next time, be safe.